0: The Aussie NFL Fantasy Show would like to acknowledge the traditional land owners and the leaders past, present and emerging of Ngunnawal, Nambri and Darawal countries where we are working from today. This always was and always will be
1: Aboriginal Land. This is the Aussie NFL fantasy show. Michael, well, what's the count of my Zach Wilson jokes on this podcast? It must be gone, Must over under twenty six point five. Definitely. Do you do a
0: highlights package? You have to do
1: a Zach, uh, Zach Wilson one. That'll take you all week, John. that it will. Aussie NFL fantasy. Oh no, that's and it's not alright If you are Zach Wilson taking on three months, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, <all> right. <laughs> so you're a buff player. <laughs> this is the Aussie NFL fantasy show. The no. literally not All oh. oh, Zach Wilson's still delivering his STDs, mate. <laughs> yeah. um... which, I'm just going to post a photo to the group. Yeah, no, no, you've
0: you've already fishhooked me on some detail earlier today, mate. I'm not getting done twice. <laughs> I've rattled myself again. In today's busy world, it's hard to have it all. Who has time to do all the analysis and decision making for your fantasy team? Probably not you, but we can help. Whether it's positively diagnosing players with fantasy leprosy or helping you find the players who are on the verge of being fantasy legendary. There's only one name in all of fantasy you can really trust. Make an appointment with Dr. Goodcall. Whoa, let's go, let's go. It is Dr. Goodcall for week 16. Whoever thought we would... Get this far without getting cancelled, Doctor. Welcome into the show.
1: <laughs> I don't know if anyone else heard that, but uh I just heard Matty C call uh James Connor, Jesus Christ. So look, I'm that's straight out of his mouth. So you know, he's the one that said it, not me.
0: <laughs> you know that's not making the show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's big <been> cut. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm not gonna expose myself to that. <laughs> I was just waiting for you to just like bring me in again, just something different. <laughs>
0: just be like, sorry, Dr. Goodcore, welcome back. <laughs>
1: oh, what <a> start. <laughs> All right.
0: Three, two, one, edit. Yeah, um, Shoot. Oh, I was not ready for that. What a wild start to the segment already. Um, and, of course, we've got Manjot, who joins us every week as well, from the Pastry Press NFL. Uh, do not miss the pastry show that's already up. Go get it. Uh, There's 100 great pastries, and most of them go to Brock Purdy. So, we love that.
1: (laughs) Got that big, big energy. Big Brock energy.
2: Yeah, that big Brock energy. Just picked him off the content team. He did, dude. It's
0: BCB time. I got the text. Yeah, I'm ready. It's ready, um, and the bag of onions we're getting into this week. I, I'm pronouncing it probably onions this week. Is um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> is the doctor good call. Oh, what a week I've been <laughs> thinking about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah, the onions drop is going in the shows this week. I'm telling you, uh, Tay, you kind of you, you threw your neck out there with um, with some calls. this whoa, week. Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa! Who's Tay? Uh, I
0: don't know. All okay, right, so it's go on, Dr. Goodcall for week 16.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome into the show. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, don't give it away, mate. Everyone will be in there at my front door.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just asking for advice. The Goodcall millions, not the uh, Goodall millions, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, don't, we don't want to do that to you, Doctor. Goodness knows your patient load is high enough. You're, you're not taking any new patients at the moment. Um, <laughs> goodness you stuck your neck out there a bit trying to help fantasy owners and sometimes when you do that uh and you introduce an element of risk not all procedures are 100 risk-free there is sometimes a little bit of wiggle room for things to not quite go the way that is always planned and and doctor this is why you have insurance right
1: <laughs> absolutely sometimes the patient sneezes back at me and i catch the aids and that's basically what happened this week As uh, my quarterback didn't even start, Uh, I did say there was a a slight risk of him being questionable. There was uh, a lot of talk that he was going to play Then all of a sudden the doctors did not clear him for contact. And from what I've heard since, it sounded like a very good call, especially the fact that he's not even playing this week. So it sounds like the guy was uh, hurting more than he let on. Uh, so I had Mike White up against the Lions. I had to take on that uh, awesome matchup he had against the Lions. they last against quarterback in fantasy. So, you know, I, I can see what, why why, uh, why I wanted to do it uh, in the end. You know, you just can't really uh, do anything when a guy gets ruled out after the podcast.
0: No, exactly. And we've all had that happen at different times through the year where either a guy will get ruled out or get hurt on the first drive and... Say Levy, such is life, right? Um, and you know, again, this is why you get your public liability insurances, and you get all your, you know, it, it covers you. And what it means though is like, okay, so you can you can throw Mike White out, but the problem was that uh, he wasn't the only guy you're relying on from the Jets as well.
1: It ruined two of my positions, basically. <laughs> um,
0: but you say ruined. I'm not sure that it really completely killed your wide receiver, man. Do you want to tell us a bit about it? No,
1: nah, look, Elijah Moore to me has proven, especially the fact that Zach Wilson came in and he still saw a lot of targets and then he ended up with 9.1 fantasy points in BPR. That's very very handy, especially for a quarterback like Zach Wilson who just wants to play our mumps. He's not really there to actually play NFL. He came out he had one very, very good play uh, and in the end outside of that he didn't look great I'd say he looked better than he probably did in, in his first stint this year. But yeah. <laughs> generally, he really wasn't, wasn't great. And I was taking Elijah Moore on the basis that it would be Mike White. I think Mike White would have made that entire game better for both teams. I just think because Zach Wilson was there being quite mediocre, uh, it basically made the ball on both sides not really need to be thrown that much. Yeah. Uh, and in the end, I think it just made it a very low, lower scoring game than I think it would have been if Mike White was there.
0: I agree. I, agree. Yeah. I think he brings offense. I think he just brings offense. Uh, there was also a couple of rushing yards for Elijah Moore. So I'm going to give you, Doctor, an extra 0. 0.3 and give uh, Elijah Moore 9.4,
1: if that's okay. Oh, right. bang. Thank you. So generous.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, there's one thing everyone says on this podcast about Matty is that he is filled with the milk of human kindness and, and never mean to anybody.
1: <laughs> no, nah, no, never. And then you never take shots at each other in the that- or in any messenger groups either. It's Never happened. Never happened. But it was I've only today
0: watched. someone was saying, Whoa, check out the fight between Maddie and Taylor. And we're like, Fine, this is just how we talk.
1: John. <laughs> it was me. <laughs>
0: it was I caught some strays. I caught some strays. I caught some strays, boys. Yeah, guys, 100%. Poor man, John, He's collateral damage in these.
1: <laughs> yeah, I got some in strays now. in this argument. Yeah, I, I was like, some Argument. Strays in- <laughs> yeah, normal
2: conversation
1: between the boys. Argument, yeah. that was dumbed down. That, that was like me and Maddie loving each other.
0: It, it was practically yeah. a loving. We were comparing championships and, and penises pretty much. I mean, it was, yeah, a bit of a pissing contest, that one. But, I mean, it's just super hard. And man, just like, oh, my God. <laughs>
2: yeah, I was just like, what, what are you guys talking about My fantasy Astro team from this year? You guys yeah. can't be, you guys bringing me into this now. Talk about the is You're you bringing me in.
1: But... No, you attach yourself to Maddie, you're going to catch a lot of strays. Yeah,
2: fine. But... <laughs> I am. I'm actually... and that is I good think... advice for life. Just, yeah, at this point, you might have to get fired from, from the AC commentary team. Sorry, Maddie. It's
1: get like attaching yourself to Zach Wilson on Mother's Day.
0: <laughs> Every day's Mother's Day.
1: <laughs> Talked a good yeah. call with about. All right. What's the over/under on Zach Wilson jokes from Doctor the last two weeks? It's uh, just his go-to, think. Uh,
0: yeah, and that's—I'm only counting that segment, not over the entire stretch of the four shows. Um,
1: <laughs> no, of course not. Well, that's a different person on the other. <laughs> show.
0: I know. I'm just saying the jokes that don't come from Man John and I. Uh, big, <laughs> <laughs> big Zach. Energy. Uh,
1: so. I gave a 130-yard guarantee for Isaiah Pacheco ah. up against Houston because, you know, I hadn't stuck my neck out enough uh, on this segment. Uh, I do believe he was on the way to something close to that, but he obviously fumbled earlier in the game, yeah. and it definitely brought McKinnon into the game a lot more. Uh, he ends up with 86 yards. Uh, sorry, it was 80, 87 yards um, in the game. So, look, I didn't get what I guaranteed or, or the shot I took. It was a bit of a bold call. Oh, um, yeah. In the end, I, I goaded you never- into that.
0: I go- I'm like, give us a number. Go on, <laughs> give us a big number. And you're like,
1: um, 130. <laughs> like, I, was, I was pretty keen on him. I just thought the game script was going to be perfect for him. Who who knew that the Texans would actually lead in uh, for a lot of this game and be very, very close and take it to overtime. So, yeah, it actually wasn't the game script I expected for Pacheco had a decent game outside the fumble. So, look, I, I wasn't too displeased with it. But in general, for that matchup, I think if you had him and you played him in your fantasy playoffs, you probably were left lacking a bit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He um, would have made you leave feeling a little sad compared to what you thought you were going to get. I don't know, like 87 yards, a catch here or there. It doesn't kill you. Um, mm. But it's not... This was the week where you thought starting Pacheco was really gonna, yeah, really gonna bring home the milk, you know. But um, look, it doesn't kill you, and and along with the Elijah Moore call, probably also doesn't kill you. Um, so you know, I think you you saved yourself on them, really. Like, you're kind of like eating a lettuce sandwich, aren't they? It's like it's food, but it's you're not enjoying it.
1: <laughs> Pacheco, anyway. Uh, tight end Greg D uh, <laughs> up against the worst tight end defense in the league. 2.1. So, mm-hmm. not exactly pumped about that. It is a tight end landscape, but in the end, he just struggled, obviously, having Rippon there. I didn't think it was going to be too much of a difference between Rippon and, uh, and Wilson. And to be honest, I probably still haven't seen anything that proves me otherwise. <laughs> just I the agree. Fact that, uh he didn't really supply Dulce too far, uh, many targets, or, or just much at all. So, yeah, it was a tough one. I took the shot on a matchup, which is really what I'm trying to do in this tight end situation. And You're really just trying to go through the weeds of shit. (laughs) Pretty well, right? So,
0: look, when you see something you've seen 100 times, then you diagnose it that way for the 100th time. And I don't think there was anything wrong with what you did there, Doc. I think uh, when you see a guy who's been getting targets go up against a defense that cannot stop that position, you just go,
1: ah know, Well, he scored more than my quarterback, so well done. Right. (laughs) That was being so, a Henry this week. The small victories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Kukola and me and Job both took some losses at tight end.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Tight end was a tough escape. Yeah, yeah, fuck tight end. <laughs>
1: fuck we tight end. Just, just get rid of it. Just fuck tight end. Just, just Kelsey or bust
0: Everyone oh. start a second kicker. That's what we're saying. Drop tight ends right. from your lineups and start second kickers.
2: All right. Next year in content team league, we're going second kickers, no tight ends.
0: Uh, and in <laughs> this segment next year, we're going kickers instead of tight ends, okay? Pack, All right, done. and done. But That's then you good. can still just
2: pick Kelsey as a flex? Yeah, sure. Sure, I'll put that in. <laughs> I don't
0: know. I feel like his ownership puts him outside of the, <laughs> the
1: zone. <laughs> in this, yes. In this segment. All right. So, for my fantasy aids, I said no to Geno, And I believe... I didn't really set myself a marker for quarterback. I probably would have set around 15 or 16, I think. Uh, in the end, in just a regular scoring league, he had 12.8. So, I was pretty happy about. that. He also had a very, very late touchdown. It was exactly what you expected out of the Niners. They just absolutely squeezed the, the Seattle offense. They gave him absolutely nothing, and it wasn't until a late drive that, that Geno really got yeah. going at all. So, and he also got so lucky on a pick six. Uh, and and because yeah, I'm sure Manjot will have a lot to say. That um, wasn't about... roughing the passer, my oh, boy. Exactly. There it is. Defensive player of the year
2: was yeah. not roughing the passer, right
1: there. Body weight rules fucking yeah. balls.
2: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, Nick was just making a purple play. Calls an interception. That was returned for a touchdown. And absolutely everyone was just. I don't. Everyone can agree with me because yeah. fuck, that's not roughing the passer. The refs are definitely a new one. Forgot to forgot to put that in the pastry segment too.
0: We glossed the, right, ref, uh, yeah. on. the referees, yeah. We we gave them some credit for stuff, but we didn't uh the
1: we didn't pummel them.
0: them. We didn't pummel them. Yeah, so it oh. could have
1: been even worse for Gino, but in the end I was pretty happy with the call. I, I definitely saw it as a win because he was a guy that had probably a lot of people rode towards uh the fantasy playoffs. And I think a lot of people probably were forced into playing him. I know Jackal yeah. obviously was against me in Astro. I'm forced and into that, him. That's yeah. why I was pretty happy with the call. I know it may have seemed like a lot of people would have been worried about him anyway just with that Niner's matchup, but I just thought that was the person to take on because I feel like a lot of people were still going to be playing him. So I was very, yeah. very worried about him against that Niner's defense and it came true. They say Dan's the
0: one who brought you generally, right? And I mean, it's funny when you get a guy who costs you nothing um, who's never proven to be a reliable fantasy asset. But this year, all of a sudden he did. So, yeah, I can really imagine there would have been a lot of people who might have found it hard to hear your advice and and some who would have just found it impossible to follow through with because, for instance, in the league you're referenced here against Jackal, that's a 16-team league. Finding someone you can start in that league if your quarterback, I don't know, dies, is just impossible. So, let alone trying to find ones just because you're uncomfortable with your matchup, like his options there were Trubisky, like, what's he going to do? Of course, he's going to start Gino. Um, yep. Yeah. And yeah. it's ne- it's not always going to be the right call, but it- what does he do? Um, it's a playoff. You have to sort of, I guess, live with what you choose. Um, but, mate, look, I think I would give you the green light on the Gino, big no to Gino. Um, and, I, you know, I think you've got that segment right a lot this year. Um Especially now, since you're kind of removing yourself from the curse of having the one-yard touchdown or the, yeah, the big junk tie. That's,
1: what, that's what I'm trying to do, Matty. So you see, yeah, oh,
0: yeah, everything else. I don't think your analysis was wrong on almost any of those weeks, even though the score didn't necessarily always reflect the analysis yeah. put in, because touchdowns are really fluky for running backs. Um, you know, there's not not a lot you can do about some of them, and and I think now that we've managed to remove that out. It definitely does show that the analysis is really, really right a lot of the time.
1: This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. Yeah,
2: we've had some pronunciation things with me today. Like, I say onions, and then everyone says onions.
1: <laughs> we don't say the I really at all. We say, like, U-N. Y-U-S. On- Y-U-S. <gasps> onion. Aussie. I say onions. Onions.
2: onions.
1: Yeah. Onions. U-N-Y-U-N. Okay. NFL.
0: So, the uh, the uh big bag of onions that we haven't broken into is what's the uh, draft order, basically.
1: <laughs> fantasy.
0: Yeah,
1: onions. Let's go. Yeah. Um, Team onion over here. You've converted oh, me, mate. I'm an onions man now. Speaking of which, I'm just going to post a photo to the group. Oh, no. Is it funions? Are we ready? <laughs> this is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. Is, Sounds like
0: you're win. saying Allians, The Onions. Uh, onions Stadium. Say
1: it again. I say
2: onions. Mm.
1: All right, let's see if I can ruin what you just said about me this week and pick some absolute shockers. So I'm pumped pumped for this week. So for Dr. Good Call, the QB will be Mr. Danny Dimes up against the Vikings who are 26th against quarterback. This team is absolute dog balls at defending anything that's passing. (laughs) The only reason they even came back last week was all of a sudden the Colts decided our best option was to run Zach Moss right down the middle for 30 plays in a row. I just think that uh, Dimes is going to be able to move the ball on the Vikings quite easily. Uh, I know most of the points for the Colts came from defensive touchdowns, but I just think generally they looked quite comfortable in the first half as well. It wasn't until they basically got a game script where they were shitting their pants. among other people on the Colts, uh, that that they actually just didn't really move the ball because they just ran it all the time. I think it's going to be a close game, this one. And I think it's just going to be to and fro. And I don't think there's going to be a game script where they're going to feel the need to run the ball a whole lot. I think even if they do, it could be actually Donnie Dobbs doing it, uh, which is obviously very handy for him. And again, against that secondary of the Vikings, I just think he could actually torch them. So... Um look, I just think there's a good opportunity for Danny Dimes to, to have a very good fantasy day this week. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Manjot, you got anything oh, to add to like that it.
2: one? I like it. You know, Danny Dimes, he's, he's been an interesting play recently. Last week, I wasn't so optimistic about him, but he's, no. he he played well. He played well, and I, mm. I've got to give him credit that he's been getting back into form this year probably his breakout season, almost breakout season, to be honest, because I think he can still get a bit better in the NFL ranks. But I think there's a possibility that Danny Dimes can be can be that guy for the Giants. And I think hopefully this league, personally, in the content team league, I have Darius Slayton. So if you're saying Danny Dimes has a big
1: game, Maybe Slayton has a big game. We're wishing we wishing too far here, Doctor. Oh mate, you've just floppy foreskin all over the floor, mate. Oh, okay. So there might okay. need to be a late change.
2: All right. Oh, okay. All right, Maybe. Alright.
1: Right. Oh, late change. All right. So you you boys know Dr. Kukor, some of the things that he loves. And one of those things is someone who's on fire. Boom, shakalaka. It's Jarek McKinnon up against Seattle hey. who's 31st against <laughs> running back. I don't know if you guys like people who are running back one on a week. I don't know if that really gets you going. I know it does to me. How about twice in a row? Two <laughs> weeks in a row he's been running back one on the, on the week. Let's go again, baby, up against Seattle. I I can't see why they're not going to do it. I think they're deciding that they're not just going to give Pacheco all the workload, even in the running game. And I just think McKinnon, even when they're in front, they seem to still throw him the ball. That's just the way that Uh, they're running the rest of this year. So Mahomes, even when they're in a good game script, still wants to pass. Uh, So I just don't see a world where McKinnon's not valuable this week up against the second worst rushing defense in the league for fantasy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, same, same. I... I, the one week I took him and starts the week, two, he just magically put up, like, a 13 or something like that. Like, he's, yeah. he's got a role. He's got a role. I mean, the one thing I might slow this down a little bit is that Clyde Edwards-Alaire comes back from IR this week and is eligible to play and is healthy. So, I don't know That's how much admitting horse shit. Yeah. I mean, all that it says to me is that, okay, there's just less snaps that McKinnon's on the field. I like the analysis. I just think, oh, well, maybe this isn't the week he's
1: running back one. <laughs> and what's funny, though, is everyone thought that last week because he had that massive week. And then up against Houston, it didn't project to be a McKinnon game. And then all of a sudden, he did it again. I Like yeah. I said, I like to stay in the flames of guys like this. I, I can see... A world where it doesn't work out, and that it's not a great game. But I also want to take the shot that it's another thirty piece, because you know, for a guy that's basically on waivers or maybe a forty-five to fifty percent way rostered guy, I would love to take the opportunity of a guy with that kind of ceiling.
0: And I just had a doctor good call. Thirty piece guarantee. Ding 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 ding. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Okay, yeah. I'm not. I've bullied you into doing shit a couple of weeks in a row, and you keep. Yeah, it's got to come naturally. See, do the it, funny so- thing is,
1: the only one stuff. it did was feel it, and that's the one it came through. Yeah, yeah.
0: And I've since then, I've been like, what else can I get him to do? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man, so i have gonna, I'm to stop doing that. I'm having a lot of fun with it though. Yeah, of course you are. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a pivot. And it, honestly, it wasn't just because of what Manjot said. I actually was thinking about making a pivot anyway uh, because I normally stack that bitch up and we've mentioned yeah. Slayton. And to be honest, I've kind of mentioned Slayton in this segment before anyway. So I want to go for someone different and that's kind of what I want to do in Dr. Good Call so, anyway. Go I'm going to take your heart, Dotson. Dotson. And so, my only initial worry was that he is up against the Niners, but when you actually look at fantasy, that's the one place you can actually do something, because they are 20th against wide receivers, the Niners are. So, look, I expect the Niners to be in front, I expect Heineke to have to pass a lot in the second half, and Dodson has actually been very, very useful when he's been on the field this year, he's had a lot of... Injury worries, which obviously isn't handy, yeah. but when he's actually out there, he has looked very, very good. Uh, his yeah. First round yeah. uh, draft pick this year. And I, I just think there's a world where he can actually have a very, very good game this week, even against that tough night as D, because I think in the second half, they're going to probably hang back and just not give up a big play. And, and I just think there's an opportunity there for him to get 10, 15 yards on a few plays. Uh, yeah. major.
0: What point of the game have people been able to get the ball moving against the 49ers? Go. Garbage time. Amen. The fourth quarter. There
2: it is. <laughs> yeah. That's where you get all the points. And look, he's not—he's probably not going to get much points against us in that Christmas game in the first and second quarter, maybe the third quarter even. But in the fourth quarter, when all the starters are resting for the Niners, I think he'd get points. If they're resting, if they're resting then he'll get a lot of points and he'll he'll be doing well because John Dotson, he has been that guy, hasn't he, guys? I've, I've actually been enjoying him as well. been watching him the last couple of weeks. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this kid's good. He's going to be good. Him and Terry are going to be good duo one day. They just need consistent quarterback play and then they've got that. I think Heineke, he's not exactly going to be that guy for them, but he's still good enough that he can get Dotson and McLaurin the ball. So, look – I'm I'm happy for this prediction. I think that's that's good. Not not taking any offense because against the Niners and that great defense, but yeah, I can see what Taylor's point is. Like wide receivers can score against us, especially in garbage time and whatever. So it, it'll be all good. I think I
0: think Dotson will have a good game. Yeah, all G. I reckon, and that's the time he's going to do it. Fourth quarter. It's the only time anyone's been able to do anything against the Forty ers for two months yeah, exactly is what it is just gotta sometimes when something happens and then something happens again and something happens again and something happens again you just you're just gonna stop paying attention to it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a pattern that's what they call a pattern or a habit ah, thank you uh doctor how loose is thy end this week <laughs>
1: end is just pouring out your tight end. Oh, and, I got it's a funny one. But <laughs> well, the initial guy I looked at is another one almost similar to Slayton where I feel like I've brought him up. And I, I decided to dig a bit deeper uh, in tight end this week. Uh, there's actually three guys. Actually, sorry, one I've brought up before. There's two yeah. that I haven't. So I'm going to look towards those guys. And one had a, had a pretty decent matchup at tight end. But I'm going to actually bypass him too because I kind of want this guy to get some credit because he's gone under the radar in tight end all year this year. And I think he's actually at about tight end eight or nine, which doesn't really take that much because we know shit the position is. But he actually had two touchdowns last week and he's actually had a fair few touchdowns about it being recognized. It's Juwan Johnson. Yeah. Uh, for the for the Saints. And it isn't an amazing matchup against Cleveland because they're eighth against tight end. And I think because they're starting to realize that uh, Watson, or who shall not be named, uh, <laughs> isn't really killing it. They're actually... Their defense has actually gotten better. And I think this... The over-under they put up is like 33 points in this game. So it's like the lowest in 10 years in any game. So they're expecting a low-scoring game, and, and to be honest, it probably will be. But I just think this guy deserves credit. He's actually been really, really useful in the tight end position this year, and I don't think really anyone's even thought about starting him or, you know, if anyone's picked picked him up they might have dropped him because he had like a you know not so great game the week after they got him or something but overall he's actually had a pretty good season and i just thought he deserved a shout out in a, a dr good call so well, i think if he's as good a chance as any is getting a tie a touchdown even in a low scoring game uh yeah. they don't have huge amount of weapons at the moment so yeah i think there's an opportunity for him
2: yeah um, i agree i like that i like that cool i mean yeah, They say on sleepers, uh, seven in standard leagues and nine in tight in tight end nine in PPR. So, yep. there you go. He's been he's been pretty consistent. Last few weeks, he's he's had a g- few good games. His last few games, I mean, he's missed a few because of injury, like Tampa okay. game, but apart from that, he's had like a 12 or 15 or 13. And then he has zero against the Niners, which everyone has a zero against the Niners. And even
1: that, he dropped a, like, stone cold, like, <laughs> one on the goal line or something. I remember oh, that. He yeah, like... that was the
2: Fred Warner got – Fred Warner batted that one away. I remember yeah, that. It was, yeah, it was, it was a chance. He yeah, it was a good game. chance. It was a good chance. And then he dropped a 22 last week against Atlanta of all teams. So, yeah,
1: yeah this, could,
2: this, this kid is looking good. Uh, I'm enjoying watching Jawan Johnson. I've been noticing him a bit too. Might, might come off my starts of the week research
0: as well. <laughs> but, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Well, i got a quick squad. question about Juwan Johnson. Manjo, how many leagues are you in? Um, 11. That's right. I'm in 11. Taylor, how many leagues are you in? Nine. I'm in 12. So together, we've got somewhere in the range of 30-odd leagues. How many shares of Juwan Johnson do we have all together? <laughs> Zero Put up how me. many fingers for how many you've got.
1: <laughs> zero. And Taylor? Yes, that's a definite zero from me.
0: We have 30 leagues and not one of us has a share in him. That's sticking your neck out. And that also tells Actually. you...
1: <laughs> Was I a... might be wrong there. I know I picked him up in Kelly Cup in my brother's league, but I just had an absolute dog shit year in that okay. league. Like, I just couldn't. Yeah, I was just streaming every happens. single week. I think I ended up with him at some stage, but I don't even know if I kept him in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Only I Saints fans have him.
2: Yeah. Only Saints fans have got him. He's 19% rostered in leagues and 6% started.
1: Oh. So,
2: you know, that's definitely the Saints fans. Only they got him. So, yeah, Javon Johnson... He might be the title that we've all been looking for. He could be that guy. Taylor, Taylor sorry, Doctor Goodcall could be on the on the money here.
0: Yes, but not yeah, Taylor. Reckon... Taylor is never on the money, but Doctor Goodcall. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There Get that name out of your mouth. <laughs> Get that name out your <laughs> mouth.
1: Yeah. Speaking of things you should keep out of your mouth, uh the AIDS player. Yes, okay. (laughs) Yeah. I'm pouring some water on this Jags love fest. Yep. I'm taking Christian Kirk up against the Jets. Yes, sir. Thank God. Wide receiver. I think, like I mentioned last week, Zach Wilson playing over Mike White has an effect on the offense of both teams. Wide receivers have struggled against this Jets team all season, and I don't see this being a particularly high-scoring game. I'm going to go through some wide receiver ones on teams and how they went against the Jets this year. Oh, I love when you do this. Stephon Diggs, 3 for 37. Justin Jefferson, 7 for 45. Tyreek Hill, 7 for 47. This team has shut down wide receivers for wide receiver ones for fun this year, and I think it happens again. Oh, okay.
2: I like it. I like it though, because I, Z- I have Zay Jones starting. So,
1: <laughs> there <you> so go. <laughs>
2: secretly, I like this. Secretly, I'm liking this. But yeah, I was a bit disappointed in Diggs' returns against the Jets. He had what 14 for free, and then the 6.7 you just mentioned, the 3.37. There's 6.7 in in our PPR leagues. Yeah, Diggs, yeah, he had a bit of a... He's had a few bad returns and that sort of sort of thing. Like, But, yeah, only bad games he's really had has been against the Jets. So there you go. The Jets, they do a phenomenal job against number one wide receivers because
0: Sauce Gardner, defensive rookie of the year for sure. Yep. 100%. I do agree more. And, and I think, like... That's the that's the thing, isn't it? Just a 4A rookie, he is playing out of his mind. He really belongs in the NFL. Uh, and yeah. he gets seasoned players who've been terrific against all comers. He just belts them. I just love it. I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of like he's the funnest player in the AFC for me to cheer for who's not on my team. I just, I don't know. I find him easy to cheer for. Oh, um, You'd hate him this week, though. Yeah, well, even then, I mean, uh, if he has a good game, it's hard to be like, "Oh yeah, you were shoot. No, he had a good game. Like, so uh, and I imagine he probably will. The other guy in the AFC who I was talking about, loving to sort of cheer for, is a bit of a kind of looks like the underdog is Greg Dulcich for the uh, for the Denver Broncos. <laughs> but I think it's just kind of like I just came off the beach haircut. Uh, Source not carrying that <laughs> that kind of aura. He all been oh, he's all business. he's all business. Source. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But I like the analysis behind it because I think that's what you look for, right? You go right. Terrific uh, passing offence. This is a team who've got 80-odd points more than every other team in their division. And the first place you go to is, well, who's your number one wide receiver? Oh, now that guy's up against this guy who's been locking people down all year. I love the call. Mm -hmm. I I, I hope it doesn't come off, (laughs) but, but I think the call is smart, really fucking smart.
1: But it's one of those games where, like, Kirk could have a really shit game, but then the Jays could still win. Like, yeah. and, and I don't know exactly what you're going to... Well, I do know what you're going to get as Zach Wilson. It's going to be shit and mum slaying. But <laughs> it, it's not going to be a lot of points. So, like, the Jags could easily win this 17-14 mm-hmm. or something like that without yeah. Kirk really having a huge game. Like, you said, Zay Jones or they could run the ball on the Jets. Like, it, it's, it could be a big ETN game. Like you, They can still easily eke this game out in a low-scoring game without Kirk. So, it doesn't 100% mean they lose if Kirk has an off game.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. Do you want my killer fact about the Jags? Oh, it's going to be fantastic. Hey, right? oh They're on the verge of doing something that Doug Peterson's offenses couldn't do when he was the offensive coordinator in Kansas City or the head coach of the Eagles. He's on the verge of having a player on his roster that's got 1,000 yards receiving and a player on the same roster the same year with 1,000 yards rushing. ETN is 83 yards away, considering he barely played in the first month. And then you got Kirk, who is, wait for it, 34 yards away.
1: Well, there you go. You I got can tell
0: us a little bit about how this offense is, is worked out and that even though these guys haven't been there for every game, um, yeah, the volume's there.
1: Yeah, and done.
0: Like, the offense is getting it done somehow.
2: Yeah, I, I can't wait till Maddie goes for his content team lineup and realizes who he's benched after he's mentioned him. But, yeah, <laughs> you have him on his, your bench, but I know you're going to replace him before the
0: game starts anyway, CTN. But, yeah, hopefully... I was in hope- retaliation the last week. I'm like, yeah, last week was probably not a good ETN game. <laughs> and it was okay, but I don't regret it. I still won. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, fair enough.
1: All right, well, that, that comes to the end for Dr. Good Call for the week.
0: Let's go to the recap hey. here. Go through your Good Call lineup for us and the, uh, and the Big Fantasy AIDS call.
1: So, uh, Danny Dimes... Um, a quarterback this week, like I said, up against uh that you know tertiary, I think I'm calling them at uh, the Vikings. They just can't stop anything. Yeah. Uh, my boy Jarek McKinnon, who's on fire. We love a boom laka. So yeah. Jarek McKinnon trying to go for three straight running back ones uh <laughs> this week up against Seattle, who are second last against uh, the running back position in fantasy. Uh the pivot uh to Jahan Dotson at a wide yeah. receiver up against the Niners. Uh, like yeah. I said, I feel like they can. That's the one place they could actually leak any points in that defense. Uh, and then I took John Johnson. Uh, I just felt like he deserved a bit of love uh, up against Cleveland.
0: <laughs> Fantasmic, yeah. And and of course, then you've got your um, your fantasy AIDS candidate who doesn't make yep. me so happy that you picked him, but I get it and I like the
1: call. I'm not here to make you happy, Matty. We all know yeah. that. Oh, no, doctor. Oh. I know. Yeah.
0: You <laughs> may yeah, have know. diagnosed me with over the years.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so much worse than AIDS. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, and your AIDS candidate, brother? Yep. Christian Kirk uh, up against that second best in the league uh, defense on wide receiver. And like I said, I just think in general, it's not going to be a very high scoring game as most games aren't at uh, New York Jets. Their field, they're just that's just the way they like to play. And especially Zach Wilson, they're going to have to really, really be on song defensively because they know they're going to get a lot of points.
0: Hundred percent. Well, look, that is our Doctor Good Call segment done for the week. Of course, our first show of the week is the Pastry Performers, and you can yeah. find that out now to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, on the YouTube, and you can find it at everything that we do through our link tree, Aussie NFL Fantasy. Yeah, once you get to the link tree page, you find Manjot as well at the Pastry Press NFL through that same link tree, but also on Instagram at Pastry Press NFL, yeah. and of course you can find Taylor at him at Taylor Forty One uh, because he is very close to the doctor. And uh, sorry, doctor, I know you don't give out your uh, your home address, uh, but Taylor he takes all your mail, <laughs> so it's very good to so yep, ask him about the at all, the, all the horrific calls. Win <laughs> yep. that shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> guys, we're going to be back for show three of the week I'm going to torture you very quickly with some fantasy games Before we go after the start of the week yeah. Also, by the way, I was just thinking about it yeah. So
2: you're calling a secondary that's trash a tertiary should yeah. it be a primary?
0: I've because- been thinking about that
1: <laughs> yeah, why it- it-
2: <sighs> Wait, so a primary school Oh, because like I was thinking of like a tertiary school is better than a secondary school. Is better than a primary school. So, but then, like, a primary target's better than a secondary target. that's better than a tertiary target. Okay, I thought again,
1: tertiary was the step down. I thought it was third. No, a
2: tertiary is like a university, right? A primary school, and there's, like, secondary. I thought we were talking about, like, in school ways. Like high school, ways, college, but yeah. Yeah, like, high school and college
1: is secondary. What's and the word for pass secondary then. Like yes, is there yes, a word?
0: Yeah. It's the right word, but I think what no, Taylor's doing it, here, order. is it's... he's saying a front is your primary and then yeah. a secondary is the guy yeah, defend the <laughs> passes. But these guys are so bad they might as well be in the fucking crowd. Oh, so, uh, yeah, 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 okay.
2: Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Proximity, Proximity to the ball, I think you're saying. <laughs> yeah, okay. Proximity that way. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because that makes How would I go, Doctor? <laughs> yeah, that that Thank, makes Yeah, sense. did well.
1: No, no, it made sense. <laughs> to be fair, words. I didn't even know how to really explain it myself. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I knew what I knew what was in my head, but I didn't know how to get the words. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but so man John, fair. if
0: you had to name this, what why are you naming it primary? Give us the, the rationale. Here. Come on. <laughs> okay.
2: So so I was thinking like in terms of school, right? Like a tertiary school, like for example, higher education, uni. yeah, yeah, uni, like TAFE, uni, all that that's tertiary, and then secondary is like high school, college, and then primary is like primary school. So, I was thinking, like a secondary, they, they might as well be playing like primary school kids.
1: So, that's why I would have said primary. <laughs> I thought it probably- sounds too good, though, it makes it yeah. seem like they're up front and they're like they're the first. You know, and then when you I started it. thinking about it,
2: yeah, when I started thinking about it, I was like, oh, yeah, the primary <laughs> target in offense and then the secondary target and then the tertiary target would be the third one so, then you'd push it back. So, I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, that way it makes sense. So
1: well, I just, like, when I came up with it, it meant nothing in my mind. Like, it was just the first word that came to my head, and now yeah. I just say it every time.
0: <laughs> if you were going to go the other way, they mentioned, I reckon you're actually stopping a, a step too far away, and that instead of calling them a primary, you just go, well, the kindergartens. Yeah. <laughs> when you? Because then you go, primary sounds good. What's before that? Oh. <laughs> Fucking toddlers licking each other and making shit out of Play-Doh and doing finger painting. That, That's what that I'm is thinking. the Vikings uh but that is their, their that is their shell right there. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I reckon you and I could terrorise them for 100 yards each. What do you reckon?
2: Yeah, easily, man, easily.
0: Give us Pistol Pete Ryan throwing us the ball, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I reckon he'll be free this weekend, uh, so you and I should uh, try and get oh. him up. <laughs> yeah, we should. No, uh, the he'll, pistol. Be of, he'll be out of town for Christmas, smart man. Hey, guys, uh, let's get out of here for show two for the week. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you, Manjot. We'll be back for show three, and by the magic of radio, it'll take a day. But for us, guys, we'll be back in, like, 35 seconds. Yeah.
1: Adios. Adios. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. When I was playing basketball, I think it was, like, under-18s, uh, there was this guy that was, uh, he was basically doing an article on this tournament that I was playing in, and he had me in the All-Star 5 and as the MVP, and he called me the Mac truck.
0: Oh! <gasps> I love that. Ozzy. And I need you all to use that once this week. Not here to fuck spiders. Tell so,
1: me about how you got fired.
0: NFL. Yeah, I don't know <coughs> what you're it.
1: saying. you <laughs> To
2: be
0: honest, Not. I don't think most of the time you know what you're saying, Taylor. So fair enough. No, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> fantasy. I reckon you'd make an excellent running back. Yeah, I'd be the fridge, I think.
2: I'm going to be honest. Yes, yes, I am. I want to beat Taylor.
0: This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show.
2: Yeah, if I'm coaching, I'm plowing Taylor through. That big boy has to go straight through the tackles. Well, I run
1: into me. them and knock their ass over, Matthew.